Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Mamoy, Nita. something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. I'm Larry, and today we are reviewing the 2022 sci-fi action horror film, Prey. And joining me to review this latest in the Predator franchise, I am joined by Cinemania World team member and fellow YouTuber, Tyler Calvert. Hi, Tyler. Hello, it's great to be back talking some Prey. Um, very excited to have another entry in the Predator franchise to discuss, even if it is only on streaming, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, and then, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. We are also joined by Mads from the Night Sisters podcast and friend and fellow contributor here at Cinemania World. Hi, Mads. Hi, I'm so excited to be back. Really ready to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are unaware, Prey is the latest from Dan Trachtenberg that follows a skilled Comanche warrior who protects her tribe from a highly evolved alien predator that hunts humans for sport, fighting against wilderness, dangerous colonizers, and this mysterious creature to keep her people safe. It stars Amber Midthunder as Naru, our lead role, Dane Delegro as our predator. And if you haven't looked him up outside of the suit, do yourself oh, no. a favor and go ahead and do that. We're already starting the predator search <laughs> early. And, and Dakota Beavers as Tabe, uh, Naru's brother. So, 
This went straight to Hulu. Obviously, it was a 20th century Fox property that Disney acquired in the whole rights exchange. They decided to release it only to Hulu. And I don't know about y'all, but the moment I saw basically just the first like five seconds of the film, I knew it was a mistake. And I was wishing I was watching it in a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. It's it's. I mean, you could definitely see as the film progresses that this was def, this was films more for the big theatrical scope and scale of a film meant to be seen in theaters, and then they threw it on streaming, which is disappointing. I hope one day they'll get at least some sort of limited theatrical release in some you know to some degree, just be, just for the fun of it, you know. Yeah, I was really shocked the entire time um, by the quality of the film because I assumed that. Um, you know, it being really straight to Hulu, it would have like a lower budget or lower quality. And I was so pleasantly surprised, but also like really disappointed that I was not sitting there with a bucket of popcorn in a theater watching it. And I was watching it in bed at like 10 a.m., you know, (laughs) but yeah, very shocked by that decision. Literally every aspect of this film would just be enhanced by the theatrical experience. Yeah. Like the sound, the sound design is amazing. And I was just like envisioning, I was like, oh God, I wish I was like fully immersed in a movie theater. The mm. score is great too. But yeah, that and the cinematography is stunning. Yeah. But <laughs> no. Mm-mm-mm. At the very least, if you can, Turn it on the biggest TV in your house. Yeah, I guess that's your only option, really. <laughs> Instead of watching it like on your laptop, try to try to find a big screen in the house somewhere and watch it and, and emulate the experience. <laughs> but overall, Tyler, how did you feel about Prey? Oh man. Um I was very intrigued by the idea ever since it was announced because I feel like this kind of idea is something that has only kind of been explored outside of like the mainstream like live action films having a predator set in some other time frame because I mean I do like the most most of the predator franchise and what they do with those films but I think it would be fun and interesting to see how other you know other people in other time periods would try and combat a predator in if they potentially had limited resources much like in this film and it was such an interesting execution of that idea i'm glad that we went kind of back to basics here we didn't have to go through all of the weird convoluted stuff that we've kind of had to deal with with the more <laughs> recent predator entries uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about the predator franchise as a whole eventually but as an idea, I thought it was awesome. It was one of those movies that I was pumped to see, and it just sucks, like I said, what we said, um, Predator, that this is not on the big screen. I think it was meant for the big screen. But it was such a fun movie. It, it starts out a bit slow, but I was engaged in the story that was being told. It was a protagonist that I found very fun to follow. I think she had a great story, a very compelling arc here as this indigenous woman trying to become a hunter and... Obviously, I mean, she. I feel bad for her in the sense between the fact that she's trying to become a hunter and nobody around her really has much faith in her, but also her like biggest test to become a hunter is to fight this predator. Like, of all of the horrible things you can imagine as your big test, it's a predator coming down to Earth for the very first time. Uh, but the actual predator action and then the the prey versus hunter kind of aspects i thought were well done i mean the predator always is just such an awesome exciting character to follow along 
And I mean, he wrecks like anything in this movie. Like it doesn't matter what it is, animal, human. Um, he's vicious. He probably is the most vicious predator that I think I can think of as far as like out of all of the movies. And I thought I had, I had a blast with it. It's also just very well paced other than the first act or so setting things up. Cause it's quite a short film. I, mm-hmm. That's one of the things I was, I really liked is that it was like a tight film and it was, you know, you're in there, you have a blast and it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I would like to see more stories exploring stuff like this in the franchise, just because of how, you know, fresh and new this kind of felt compared to the formula we had with the other films in the franchise. All right, Mads, how did you feel about the film overall? Yeah, I agree. I love when a movie is a tight 90, so I was very glad. (laughs) Um, I thought that was great. I also feel like, based on, like, kind of going back to what you just said, the, um, the drawings that they had, like, the native drawings at the end of the credits, it seemed like it was setting it up for a sequel because one of them had um, a bunch of ships coming mm-hmm. to uh, like the land where the natives are living. Um, so I feel like that means we'll get a prey too, which would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I love Naru. Um, it's always great to see um, a character like hers. And I was worried coming into the movie because I had, seen no spoilers but saw a lot of people complaining about her obviously they were just men upset that there was like a lead female character and literally (laughs) yeah i can take that with a grain of salt but um i was just really relieved that they really gave her like the hero's journey you know um and she's proving herself but she's like I don't get why anyone would call her a Mary Sue. She was struggling through the whole movie. Like the first hour is just her getting her ass kicked repeatedly. So everyone getting their ass kicked. Yeah, Man, female. Like that's the predator. <laughs> the predator in this movie was pro- like the most vicious one. Like he landed on Earth and was just killing any anything in his path to try no. and find like the most suitable warrior, and it ended up being Naru. For sure. But she kept making, like, mistakes. She wasn't perfect. She wasn't the best fighter right off the bat. But she was smart. And so that's not, like, that's not a quote-unquote Mary Sue. So I don't understand why anyone would make that, like, claim. Because she's literally struggling the entire time. She's not just this perfect female character. And I loved that. Um, I thought that... She failed at her first two tests with a deer and a mountain lion. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's 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 such a weak argument to make. I mean, that's the thing with the Predator franchise. Um, even if the if you even if you go back to the very first film, it's more about being smart, you know, and using your wits to take on the Predator by the end. Because yeah, and they all, all, all the muscles in the world didn't stop the majority of the people in the first film from dying. No, exactly. And the first film relies on the Predator not seeing a female character as. Um, a worthy opponent and that's how they win is they are able to use her that's the first predator right um when they like use her as kind of like bait for arnold to like rah, 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 kill he sends he sends her to the chopper yeah yeah so but like we see this throughout the franchise of um certain characters not being viewed as um like a worthy opponent and that ends up being their strength. And so I thought that was super cool. And I loved her relationship with her brother. Um, like obviously everyone wasn't really believing in her, but he saw that she had like, that she was able to outsmart him and the other men in the tribe as well. And um, 
that ended up being her greatest strength and the kill at the end of the movie. So I thought it was fantastic. I really loved the movie. Yeah, I agree pretty much with all the stuff you both have said. I loved it as well. You always get nervous, or at least I do, when there's so much hype before you see a movie. So people really start hyping it up, and you're like, oh, God, like, am I, I'm, I'm about to be the one person who's like, eh, I don't understand. Uh, but no, I did love it. I think, as I said, it's, it's a huge step up from the previous entry. That's probably, I was joking with Tyler yeah. and some other people. Uh, that last one is probably why this one went to streaming. Unfortunately, a lot of the, the a lot of the acquisitions, the franchises, that's one of the things, I mean, that's a whole other topic really, but it really kind of um, um, upsets me that a lot of the, tw- the big 20th century Fox, you know, slash studios franchises that Disney acquired, they're kind of just throwing them all on streaming, you know, Home, Home Alone got a streaming movie, Prey, Predator streaming movie, uh, Hulu's getting a alien show and a movie, I'm pretty sure. So it's one of those things that kind of makes me upset that we're they're just like tossing aside all of their stuff to throw onto their streaming service. <laughs> yeah. And it really sucks um, when the movie is this gorgeous. The, the original score is really fantastic. I thought all the technical aspects, except for there's some, some of these animals looked a little bit shoddy CGI, but that was really my only complaint from like technical yeah. aspects. Everything else I thought was so good. Uh, Naru is an amazing lead. And I feel like, I don't know, a really relatable kind of underdog story for a mm-hmm. film like this. Yeah. Uh, I know some people hated this new predator design. I thought it was cool. Uh, again, I don't know. Do people just not pay attention that at this point, there are like different subspecies? Like they're not yeah. all just the same exact species that uh, yeah. like, I don't understand, but uh, <laughs> it is. It, I mean, there's the, every movie pretty much, I guess maybe <laughs> other than maybe predator one and predator two, and they were still figuring stuff out. Like there's always new looking predators to some degree. I mean, the last one we got freaking dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. got dogs. Uh, like, <laughs> well, yeah, because the 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 big uber giant roided up predator in the last <laughs> one, he was like like putting different things DNA in himself, so he was like ridiculously like yeah. weird looking. Yeah, I know DNA. Yeah, he they've been like trying to cross species with a ton of different things. So. I, yeah, so I just assume yeah. because of it being 300 years ago, like maybe they just look a bit different. Yeah. You know, things just look different 300 years ago. Yeah. I also loved that, like his simplistic, uh, like helmet, the like look yeah. of it, the more mm-hmm. primitive look of his helmet. Yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah, it's like a bone. It's, it's like a bone. bone. Helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's got uh, a laser. In it. <laughs> um. Loki, I know people probably gonna come when I when I release my reaction. Oh, no. I know some people gonna come for me because Loki. I was happy that we uh, showed the colonizers as they were, the treachery <laughs> that they were as well. Um, <laughs> but I'm also glad that they got wrecked. <laughs> yeah, they they were pretty brutalized. I mean, everyone was. But they got the worst. I feel like. I mean, they got wrecked in this movie. Uh, I was also shook by his um, his pension for animal abuse. I warned you before you watched the movie because um, I, I watched it a little bit earlier than you did. And I was like, just let you know, Larry, I know you love animals. That You're not going to be happy. Specific, that rattlesnake had me shook. And that was like the first one he really encounters because I was like, damn. Like, I figured 
what did the that snake do to you? And then we got the wolf. Uh, the wolf was the one I was worried about for you the most. Uh, low key, part of me was like, mm, this is kind of odd wolf behavior. Though, like, where's the rest of this wolf pack? Like, yeah. why is this wolf just trying to attack this thing alone? This is this is a little. That's the part I'm like, look, if y'all want to talk about unrealistic, that's the unrealistic <laughs> in the movie. Was that wolf just, trying to take him on one on one? Like, you just you just you just wanted to see the predator fight an entire pack of wolves. See, I'm like, y'all are trying to talk about this woman taking him down is the most unrealistic thing. Nah, the wolf fighting one on one with predator is the most unrealistic behavior of the film. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, but also, I love that we get this moment with the buffalo that, or the bison that I assumed was the predator as well because of what we saw him do earlier. Uh, you just assume that the the more va- yeah. animal violence was him. Yeah, but then it was like, just kidding. It's the other treachery over here <laughs> that did all this bullish. Um. Yeah, between that and then um, just watching him just like beat the crap out of that that oh giant gosh. bear. Oh my I was like, god! It was it was traumatizing. I mean, you know, we saw how Naru failed and had to run for her life to try and survive <laughs> that thing, and then you just have this predator walking in and just beating the crap out of it, and then like hoisting it up and it's in the air, and like all of the blood's dripping down, but it's like dripping down on him while he's cloaked, so you can like kind of see what he looks like. That was one of the cool things about the CGI, because I mean, the CGI in general, like I agree with you, Larry, was kind of spotty. But I think the way that we used that cloaking was so awesome because you would see different parts of him until we got like the big full reveal Mm -hmm. where you would see like the blood dripping down from the the bear and you would see parts, you know, kind of like his his outline. And then there would be parts where like people would hit him and like his arm and then like you'd see his arm, arm, you know, his arm cloaking kind of you know disintegrate and then come back and all that. And then he fought like what, like the, the group of uh, Comanche, when the Comanche are trying to fight him, and it, you know, it's kind of like the cloaking is kind of wearing off in different spots. That was kind of one. I guess if you're going to use all of your 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 limited CGI budget, use it on the main <laughs> character, the main the main villain of the movie. And did you have any negatives with the film, Mads? I don't know if I had any complaints this first time around. Um, it may take another rewatch for me to find. Um, Little thing is the only thing I was curious about was were lions here at that time? <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Um, That's funny. But uh, no, I um, I really had no complaints. I really enjoyed it, and yeah, it wasn't even too dark, like visually, which is often my complaints with these movies. Um, able to see everything really clearly the kills were great they had some like mortal combat vibes which was awesome <laughs> and yeah yeah and i thought that the characters are really um intriguing and good so no i didn't have any complaints this time around i liked it a lot well tyler we we kind of touched on cg a little bit did you have any other complaints with the film um I mean, nothing like super duper major. I mean, the only other thing is like, I wish there were like more memorable characters other than our lead. And I would argue her brother is kind of somewhat memorable, at least. Mm-hmm. Other than those two, like, I don't really think any other character really had too much screen time or a, a bigger role. Like, everyone else pretty much was kind of just 
fodder for the potential slaughtering by a predator down the line. Everyone else didn't really get much development, which, I mean, I wouldn't have, some of those characters were terrible, so I wouldn't have really <laughs> wanted them to get any development, like all of the, the French Voyager pirate people, whatever you want to call them, colonizers, as you refer to them as. Um, I don't think I need any more backstory for them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, and like said, we said, the CGI, I don't really think there's like too much to really complain about other than maybe it does take a little bit to get going. I know I said that a little bit earlier before, too, that, it, you know, it, it's definitely a slow burn for like the first third or so, because mm-hmm. we're trying to build up Naru's journey and her, you know, her going out there trying to be a hunter and her brother and her crew his crew aren't really letting her. And then as this is happening, you have the predator off somewhere, just this murdering things. Cause he's curious, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's such a short movie that it's kind of one of the baffles me that one of the complaints I've been seeing is that it's like too long or boring. Yeah. I, like, I really disagree. <laughs> like it's 90 minutes. Like how, 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 sm- how small is your attention span <laughs> that you can't, that you, you're bored or l- lack of interest in something that is so short. It's not like it's Avengers Endgame length yeah, or anything. Yeah. Yeah. 90 minutes, maybe a little bit more. I think it's like 140 maybe. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to change my answer a little because I do agree with what you're saying with really only Naru and her brother and like her mom are interesting. And that kind of makes there be no stakes to the movie. The only stakes that there were for me was the dog. And halfway through the movie, the dog was the MVP. Yeah, I googled if the dog died. So then there were no stakes after that. So, oh no. Um, so yeah, actually, yeah, changing my answer to that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm that dog was the MVP. Oh, I, I mean, we didn't really talk, we, we did not really talk about the dog that much. I'm glad that she brought up the dog. The dog was oh. it was so it was such an adorable dog, yeah. but also it was just fun seeing the dog on the adventure. I was really worried early on that the dog was not going to make it, and then as the predator was murdering more and more animals, I figured that dog was the most in danger <laughs> trying to get on the action with Naru when they fight the predator in uh, the end. Yeah. God, I was so nervous the entire film. <laughs> I was like happy every time the dog just like ro- wandered away and we didn't see it for a while. I was like, woo, stay away, stay away. <laughs> uh, I don't need you coming in. And then he would like run in randomly and attack the brother. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, no. I was more yeah. worried for the dog than Naru and her brother. <laughs> Um, oh no but no i i would agree with that as well actually i really didn't like most of the men of her tribe either so i was kind of like well uh (laughs) when they got when they were there as like kill fodder uh i didn't mind all that much but yeah pretty much everybody else in the tribe was kind of just kill fodder they try to humanize one of the frenchmen a little bit like the translator guy they but like maybe he could have been a more interesting character but he's kind of there just to teach naru something uh about you know defeating the predator as we move forward he's just there to do that um but i agree i think we we could have done more to to at least give us one or two, like actually have a team. Cause that's what most of the, the predator films kind of do is they give you at least a team of people that you care about and don't want to see die. <laughs> yeah. For, for better or for worse, some movies do that formula a little bit better than others. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's more commendable that Dan Trachtenberg and them decided to kind of, kind of, Take we'll take some of the formula that made the first Predator film so successful, having this simple, isolated story with 
not, you know, with memorable characters, at least, you know, in the lead at the very least, because I mean, Arnold, I think is the most memorable character out of the first film, but also just the fact that like so many other of these films have tried to, you know, copy the magic of that formula. And then we get like the predator where (laughs) most of the characters, it's a ragtag group and they all have like one quirk and they're all cracking jokes no matter the situation, trying to have that same magic that you just don't have from the original film. And that's why the it's it's I mean, I think I think the callback callbacks in general worked better here compared to the other films as far as like referencing the you know, quotes and other things that were set up in other films, like, you know, when when Naru's brother references one of the lines from the first Predator. Yeah. I thought it was actually used quite quite well. And then I guess we can we'll talk spoilers eventually. But then the the tease or an Easter egg, if you will, pistol? that leads back to Predator Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah the pistol. I I jumped. I was so excited. <laughs> Sorry, you talk <laughs> about it, but I just I was really excited. Yeah, there's I have I have thoughts about that. You know, happy and I guess kind of morbid, sad. Ooh. But we'll get to that when we talk spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um... That's uh, well, we're talking about like, you know, sequels and such. I guess it, uh, there was just enough in that's what I like too is there's just enough here to tie it in to make it an actual prequel of the OG, but not so much that it's like hampered and weighed down by, you know, finding ways to connect us into the first films or whatever. So I think they did a good enough job of making it a standalone, but giving giving like diehards those Easter eggs to to get you excited. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, I guess, did you have any final things you wanted to add, Tyler? Like as this, as in like final thoughts and then spoiler talk, I guess, or then well, I guess yeah. So you've got our general thoughts. So if you haven't watched Prey yet and you have a Hulu subscription, what are you doing? I mean, just click, just hop on over there and click play right now, uh, and then that come or, on back. If, <laughs> yeah, and if you're international, Disney Plus because yeah, it's Disney, Disney Plus. Plus everywhere else because America is the only one <laughs> or the only ones, the special ones that have Hulu. <laughs> Lord, Hulu and HBO Max, they they refuse. Everywhere else has it elsewhere. But yeah, go ahead, watch it. We know you basically have the subscription, especially if you're outside of the U.S. and just have Disney+. Plus. Come on, we know you have the subscription. Give it a chance. Don't listen to all the weird, racist, toxic talk about the lead character. She's awesome. The movie's awesome. We definitely give it a recommend. All right, so you've been warned. From here, we are now going to go into the spoiler talk. So, Tyler, go ahead and kick us off with that spoiler talk. Oh, man. I mean, there's so many things that I can talk about now. Um, that 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 entire massacre scene in the, the I guess it's a forest. Would I guess it would be a forest. It was like gray for some reason. Um, when, when Naru and her brother are tied up by the French oh, folk yeah. and then the, pre- the predator comes and just massacres everyone mm-hmm. with all of his cool gadgets. Mm-hmm. That was so <laughs> that, good. <laughs> that that in the final battle were the best parts of the movie for me as far as like the action goes. I think I think the the massacre scene was probably a bit more exciting because the predator was just going all out and like, you know, using weapons and just destroying people <laughs> and there was nothing that anyone could do. <laughs> I mean, there's literally nothing. They just were Naru and them were just trying to escape, and it's like, well, they're not gonna, they're not gonna deal with us. So let's yeah. try and get out of here. I loved the net but, kill. Yeah, 
the neck kill and then like that that crazy like shield blade oh thing that, decap- that he was using yeah. <laughs> it was nasty i mean that's the thing about the predator i mean he does not care about subtlety when it comes to killing people he will kill people in the most violent way you know he rips people's spines out and shit that was, <laughs> so, that was my mortal combat feeling <laughs> yeah yeah that's like the thing i, I think I, the predator was in one yeah i think he was recently. yeah so it's like they've been adding like Alien and Leatherface. I mean, Mortal Kombat's weird, so <laughs> they just do that. <laughs> but um, the final battle, I thought that was great. You know, just to finally see that journey come to fruition, but also just the way uh, the clever traps that she placed okay. to defeat the Predator. Because you know, she wasn't going to beat the Predator with strength. Like, let's be yeah. real, the Predator is like seven feet tall, like four hundred probably plus pounds. And it has all these crazy gadgets. Like, you're not going to beat the Predator in a fist-to-fist fight. We saw in in every Predator, really. But even in the very first one, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, at the height of being, like, super macho, muscular man. And he he just got smacked around like it was nothing. (laughs) So you got to be clever. And that's what he did in the end when he was covering himself in mud and setting traps and doing all this stuff to try and survive. And she did the exact same yeah. thing, which is why it baffles me that people would complain, like, how can this this small woman defeat the Predator when Marlon Schwarzenegger did pretty much the exact same thing in the first film. Um, Danny Glover fights the Predator in the ship in the second mm-hmm. one. Adrian Brody f- d- d- set traps, and, you know, he's not, like, a huge guy either. No, I could blow him and- over. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and... And in the Predator, I mean, the Predator's just a mess in general. So, I mean, we don't really need to talk about the Predator's climax with Boyd Holbrook and Olivia oh Munn gosh. and all them in, like, that, in that valley or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it was great seeing all of the traps. I thought it was really clever how she ended up defeating the Predator using that, like, that like mud pit or whatever it was. Like, I guess it's, like, mud, yeah. a mud pit or, you know, it was, like, quicksand almost. Like, she almost died in it, too. Yeah. So, I was thinking, wow, we're going to end the movie with her getting killed by a, a giant... Oh, dune of, of mud or whatever but she got out of there it was so cool though the way that she kind of used the helmets like laser to oh kind of like navigate the stuff through the predator's head and then he just sunk into the mud that was so awesome i also loved her use of the plants to lower her body temperature oh yeah, yeah that was that was a weird one like i don't know if that's like a real thing you can do i guess it was like the equivalent it is the equivalent to what arnold did in the first yeah. one where he covered him where he mud. accidentally covered himself in yeah. mud and then realized he survived and then he used it to his advantage. no i liked it and i liked that she just didn't she didn't know to use it from the jump but she used her observation skills to <laughs> figure out that she could do that even if it's yeah, not a real plan i mean it's a fucking predator movie who cares <laughs> like, yeah i I, I laughed really hard when she just walked up behind the Predator and just, like, blasted oh, it. Oh, yeah. I lived. <laughs> well, yeah, so I love that everything did come from, like, observation. Like, nobody knew, obviously, that he had this, like, thermovision. So, like, hiding doesn't do anything. Uh, but she has to help that guy because he's threatening to kill her. Uh, it, show, it shows her how to use a gun or whatever. And so she sees that the Predator just, like, doesn't even realize he's there (laughs) so she's like oh hey uh let me go ahead and do that to myself right quick and then i love that she sets that final trap and uses the predator's own advanced technology against him and it ultimately is what kills him (laughs) because she would never have the technology to kill him so like couldn't do it without that was so genius oh i loved it 
Yeah. And yeah, the great yeah, callback to that mud pit. Like we get that mud pit, which honestly, up until that point, is like one of the most tense moments of the damn movie. Is I was like, oh my god, she's just like stuck in this mud. <laughs> Everything. Like, this is why I don't go to the mountains. <laughs> Yeah, everything Naru does, Naru does throughout the movie sets up how she's going to kill the predator. From the plants that she gathers to the mud pit, every single step that she takes leads her to being able to kill him. And I love that because it's not just random things to fill time in the movie. They all have a purpose, which is how you can have a movie like this in an hour and 30 minutes rather than two and a half hours. Every point yeah. of the movie has a purpose to how she's going to be able to defeat this thing. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I think that's like the perfect counter-argument to the people that want to complain and say she is like a Mary Sue. Like, if she was a Mary Sue, she would just have the ability to do all of this. She yeah. would just walk in to the fight the Predator and just win, probably beat the Predator to death with her fists or something because she's that strong for some reason. Exactly, so she'd girl boss him. The fact that she was coordinating her attacks and being resourceful and you know, just using her brain over her over brawn because she doesn't have the same type of brawn ability that a predator does to defeat him. Uh, I think that does make him make her the most formidable hunter because that's like really kind of like the whole culture of these predators is that they always come down to basically find who is the best hunter of them all and kill them because that's kind of like their whole like culture. Yeah. And she ended up being the best one out of all of the other Comanche warriors. And I guess the French people, they just were kind of in the way. So he just killed them. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real. He was just, he, he, they were just there at a bad, they were just, they were just there at a bad time. <laughs> they were at the wrong place, wrong time. And they thought that they could just take down this thing. And they were very wrong. Yeah. And I, I do love that they, uh, one, her brother acknowledges it at a certain, you know, that she possesses skills that, he just doesn't and you know he has the brawn that she doesn't uh but that that kind of sets her up in this final act too because we see him have to take on the predator with his set of skills and that set of skills just won't cut it like that's just not the set of skills you need to defeat this creature yeah um and it sets her up yeah, he was like rolling in on a horse and i mean it looked cool he did put up a good fight <laughs> it was an effort yeah. uh but then you even see like her weird like the cool little slides and stuff she does the like yeah. parkour style <laughs> she has in the woods right. <laughs> Uh, we even get a call back to the mountain lion, like where she's up in the tree, like kind of just waiting out the predator to come. Um, it's cool. Yeah, like everything about that final fight is just a culmination of what we've been watching her character do the whole movie. And <laughs> putting it all together, learning, adapting, and putting it together to take on uh, probably the toughest test she could have given herself. For that uh, test that yeah. her culture goes through for their warriors. <laughs> That's why I felt bad. I was like, wow, like of all of the tests you could have, you know, most people have like a mountain lion or a bear and she has to take down a predator <laughs> who is killing the bears and everyone else in the movie. Low key, I was like, what did what did her tribe really think? Like her mom is like, yo, give her the ceremony. She did it. But what are they thinking seeing this creature head yeah. with this green blood that she brought? I would be confused. They were like, what so the cool. hell? It was so cool seeing her use the um, blood as like neon paint though, like yeah. on her face. Yeah, like the poster. Yeah. <laughs> but that, like ever since the poster, I was excited because it was so cool that she was like, you know, it was like the war paint, but it was present yeah. blood. I also I want to go back and touch on like you guys talked about the um, 
the trials that the other tribesmen had to go through were animals. And I thought it was really interesting because like in native culture, obviously, like there's like they eat all the meat, they use all the animal for what they need. And you brought up earlier the buffalo, they're just like dead. So she thought that the predator did it, but it was really the Frenchman. But it's funny because the Frenchman and the predator hunt for sport while her tribe hunts for necessity. Um, and I thought it was just really interesting that like the two forces that she's going against are things that hunt for sport rather than yeah. for need. Right. Um, and yeah. I really like that in the movie. Now, now, now you have me wondering if they ate the predator. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, that's so true. <laughs> Wait, that's what we need to see in the sequel. Then, uh, at the very least, I hope they went and like uh, salvaged like parts of his armor and his weapons. And yeah, like yeah, his body's just well, his the rest of his body's yeah still in that that yeah. Mud pit pull him out. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other and other than that, I mean, they have his. I mean, that ship is somewhere mm-hmm. out there. You're just gonna run into a cloaked ship <laughs> in the middle of the wilderness. They're just gonna be like somewhere. running through it, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, they have a ship somewhere because we see it come in yeah. in the beer in the very beginning of the movie, and also we see the in the the pictures at the very end of the credits that there, you know, there's more coming, which is kind of plays into what I was saying about you know I was excited about the movie and the way that it ended, but in the and the morbid sense of it all is the fact that that pistol, you know, the Predator from Predator 2 has that pistol because he throws it to Danny Glover. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. Well, he has that pistol. So that means they probably killed Naru. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> or or, uh, or maybe she gave it to them willingly no, not I was, to survive. I was thinking that. Maybe they're friends. I definitely think that they might. They'll come back. And I'm thinking she might be older like like an old tribes person and they come back and kill them and take the pistol um because if the pistol is given in the second i almost said terminator in the second predator as like a uh like you said like a symbol of honor then they had to take it from her in an, an a way that would honor them and the way that they are honored is by killing so i think you're right i think that the tribe yeah. has to die or she has to die at least for them to yeah, or like, is it maybe they could be friends, like in the <laughs> AVP, where where they work side by side to take on the alien queen at the I end. A, maybe they can be a friendship can be. I need brewing. a buddy cop movie with Naru and Predator. <laughs> yeah, you imagine. You know yeah. what? Maybe the sequel can be <laughs> a a prequel to Alien vs Predator. Oh my god! So the aliens come to Earth and Naru has to team up with them to take down an alien. I can't, can't wait to hear well, more about know. the Egypt storyline where <laughs> they're uh, using... Well, <laughs> Sorry, do... you go, you go. Well, what, from what I do know about the alien show that they're making uh, based around the alien series, the Xenomorphs, uh, I think that the show is is based on like it's going to be set on Earth. It's going to be like alien Xenomorphs on Earth to some degree. Unless they change it um, so that could be interesting. See, I guess it's kind of like in, in a fun duality between the franchises because they're so linked to one another that this is the first time we see a predator on Earth and then maybe we'll potentially see the first quote-unquote time we see the aliens on Earth. I mean, they were on Earth for AVP Requiem, but like those movies are technically not canon. Yeah, they're not, so canon, for, just, they're not canon for Alien, but they are for Predator because we see that the Predator has a xenomorph skull. Um 
Yeah, it's it's like a weird <laughs> yeah. middle ground kind of like, thing. It's kind of like how it's kind of like how the Terminator franchise, since you brought him up, has like four or five different that's timelines. True, that's true. Just because, yeah, because <laughs> because they keep going back, or even the Halloween films. Like, there's just at a certain point in time, most franchises just pick and choose. No, that's true. And at can. least like Ridley Scott addressed <laughs> it that it's not canon and Alien. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be super cool. I can't wait for the Alien show because, like, as a kid, I loved Predator, but I was definitely more into Aliens. So, um, <coughs> sorry. So, I'm ready to see some Xenomorphs in action again. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, then, and just this concept for Prey has me, you know, brainstorming what they could do next. Even if they, I mean, they could still do a, a some sort of follow up to Prey in some degree if they wanted to to follow Naru. Because, I mean, as far as I know, the film is quite successful. You know, critics like it. Audiences love it. So they probably are going to want to greenlight a sequel if they're smart or some sort of follow-up. You know, compared to The Predator, which was horribly <laughs> received by everyone, really. Well, and real. as we've kind of talked about before, that's all anybody's really... Like, maybe even more than Bullet Train, probably. Like, that's been the big conversation of the yeah. weekend. So... That's what I've been saying, because, I mean, there's like 500,000 things coming out this weekend, and I feel like Prey is the one that's taken the most of the headlines. You don't really hear as much about Bullet Train or the Sandman show on Netflix or uh, Luck on Apple TV Plus or They Them, They Slash Them on Peacock. I mean, there are like 100 things on streaming right now or in theaters, and I think Prey is... It just goes to show you that Disney made a mistake in putting this on streaming because it's the most talked about. I mean, also on the other hand, to play devil's advocate, maybe because it's on streaming. That's why it's so popular, but I think you would have done well on in theaters. If you just put it out like any other week, like any other week this, this month where there's like nothing to compete against, I think would have done well. Yeah, I agree. I just, I think that we're going to see that the streaming, if we, if we ever get to see what the streaming numbers are, I think they're going to be really good just based on what I'm seeing on social media. It's just dominating discussion. So I think it'll be a success for the platform, at least like much better than something like not okay. Just recently for Hulu or really it, (laughs) I can't really think of a Hulu movie, uh, a Hulu exclusive that is actually like dominated conversation like this so hopefully well it's just because it's it's just because it's so weird that a big franchise film like this is thrown on a streaming service yeah like the predator franchise is pretty well known i would say i mean it's not like doing marvel marvel money at the box office but i mean it's still revered i mean some of the sequels that came after the original aren't the greatest but i mean it's still a a pretty well-known franchise between them and the alien i think that like obviously the buzz being as big as it is, is coming from the movie being more accessible. But I think they should take this opportunity now to do a limited run because people are going to lose interest really fast with how quickly mm-hmm. the cycle goes in streaming movie buzz. So I think they need to strike yeah, while really the iron's true. hot or not do it at all. Yeah, and do it quick because like there's nothing out for the rest of the month. Like There's a couple little things here and there, but this is not a competitive month at the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's really it's really a dry month. Unfortunately, after that first week, they decided to just bl- throw everything in the first weekend of August, and then we'll just have barely anything for the rest of the month. <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Looking at as someone that covers movies and yeah. shows and all that stuff, I just hope that this concept being so well received by most people will get other predator like it's it's a very simple concept. Just 
here's a predator. What time period can we put him in and have them fight and make it really cool and interesting and have a engaging story wrapped around it? Because I want to see a predator in every other time period right? pretty much at this point. We, just, we saw a predator against Comanche warriors. Now I want to see like a predator fighting a samurai in feudal Japan. Or, like, a Western Predator, where he's fighting cowboys. I mean, the options are endless as far as where you could go. I mean, you could go in the future, have him fight some crazy stuff in the future. Ancient Roman and Grecian warriors. uh, Troy has to fight a Predator. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you can go even further back. I mean, I I guess you can't really go... I guess that's kind of the conundrum you have, is this was supposed to be the first time they were on Earth. (laughs) So it has to be sometime (laughs) after... The 1700s. But technically, I would, you know, how would they know? How would these, right? these natives, they would have exactly. no idea that they landed over in Greece or Rome. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a very loose idea where you can just, because I mean, we've seen with other franchises, like we mentioned, where they kind of, you know, fiddle the timeline around because I, mean, I think the funniest, like, that's one of the funniest things that makes me laugh about that Predator movie, the last Predator, the Predator. I hate the Predator franchise naming. The, um... They were trying to like with like tinker around with all of those different alternate endings for the the predator, yeah. like who what was going to come out of that pod at the end with the with the, the Iron Man predator killer suit thing, and like one of their ideas was to have Ripley be in there, and they would have had to use like time travel because Alien is set in the future, <laughs> so you can't just have Ripley be in the pod because Rip does the events of Alien are set like a hundred years yeah. in the future. So, so, yeah. so it's just there's always been a lot of finagling of oh timelines to try and make things work so they could do that again if they want to just be like actually no this wasn't the first time the predators came down to earth it'll be like the transformers movies where they had never been here and then they have another movie where they actually were here like <laughs> yes. hundreds of years ago and then it was like it goes back and back and back that's another thing about the transformers movies <laughs> continuity in sci-fi is wild in general so if they want to do it, I'd be down. I'll I'll not complain if you want to have like a Predator movie and, you know, samurais and all that stuff. Well, that's it. That was our spoiler free and our spoiler thoughts when it comes to Prey now streaming on Hulu or Disney Plus, depending on where you're watching from. Thank you so much to Mads and Tyler for joining me today to discuss this latest Predator franchise film. Mads, do you want to let everyone know where they can find and follow you? Yes, um, I am at Maddie underscore Amidala on every social media platform. You can listen to me talk about the women in Star Wars at the Night Sisters podcast and other fun movies at Windsor Film Club pod. All right. And Tyler, where can the folks follow you? Uh, well, you can follow me on my own YouTube channel, Tyler Calvert. It's very simple. Just my name. You know, there's a big, big icon. It's orange background, my big face on it. But you can find uh, that, my channel there for reviews, reactions, a bunch of other stuff along the way, rankings, because I did a review for Prey, if you want to hear more extended thoughts of uh, that. And I did a, a ranking of the entire franchise of The Predator, including AVP and AVP Requiem, because I feel like they kind of count. But I mean, not really to some people. <laughs> But if you want to hear my full extended thoughts on the entire franchise as a whole, those are both there. Um, you can find me over on Larry's channel. To, we're reacting to Game of Thrones and probably some other things along the way uh, as things come up. The We were going to react together to They Slash Them, but uh, Peacock decided to not release the movie until like eight hours later than I assumed. 
that's a whole other story that I'm sure you'll get into eventually. Uh, so I'll be the, I'm, I'm over there and then uh, Twitter and Instagram and it's Tyler Calvert for all my other fun thoughts on anything Perfect. else. Perfect. And you can find me at Chili Boy YT over on Twitter and Chili Boy Productions on Instagram and YouTube. I'm doing a reaction for Prey. So that'll be up early next week sometime. And of course, make sure you are following the Cinemania World podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and here on Facebook at Cinemania World. And if you're in the Boston area, Tyler, as well as Dwayne, Pat, and Alex, all from the podcast, are going to be hosting a panel at Fan Expo Boston this upcoming weekend. So stop in. Yeah. It's true. I'm ex- I'm flying out in a couple days to do that. Actually, um, what's today? Monday. Sunday. What, what day? Is it? <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Say so, I. I don't know. Anyway, I'm flying out in a couple days, so I'm trying to get everything situated. Yeah. By then. So stop in. Say hello. Come talk the future of Marvel in DC with the folks. But until our next show, we thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.